a common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Rita Cosby. Katz and Cosby on 77 WABC. Boys. Well, let's go to it's Alan. Got to be coincidence. Got to be coincidence. Yeah, well, let's go uh, to the great constitutional scholar. His new book is called Get Trump, Professor Alan Dershowitz. This is amazing, Professor Dershowitz. Your reaction to the fact that Trump got this target letter on January 6th. It's tied yeah. to the special counsel's January 6th probe. Well, first, I'm calling from an airplane on the way back from Italy, where I had a fantastic time, and but I'm coming back to the United States today, so... If you hear a little rumbling, it's uh, from the airplane. Uh, This is a very, very serious matter. He can't possibly be indicted for his January 6th speech. I don't approve of what he said, but it's completely protected by the First Amendment. What he said was he wanted everybody to protest peacefully and patriotically, but they're trying to indict him in the District of Columbia because they know they have a favorable jury pool there. They're worried about the Florida jury pool. So they're going to try to make sure that they can bring a case against them in a jurisdiction where they are assured that they will have a jury pool comprised of voters uh, who voted against them. I think 91 percent of the voters of D.C. voted against them. Um, this is a manipulation of the legal system. Now, we have to keep an open mind. Maybe they have a smoking gun. Uh, maybe they have an admission by him to somebody that he knew he had lost the election. I'm waiting to hear that. But if it's based on a, the January 6th speech, and B, on efforts to try to uh, uh, use the Article 2 of the Constitution to prevent the votes from going forward. Even if he was wrong about that, he has a perfect right to bring a lawsuit. I mean, we want people to bring lawsuits. We don't want them to go to the streets. We much prefer for them to have a resolution of issues in the courts and to indict somebody for trying to bring lawsuits or trying to challenge an election would be a terrible, terrible blow to our Constitution. You know, Professor Dershowitz, um, just recently, Jared Kushner was quoted. And of course, he's the son-in-law of President Trump. And he said yep. uh, that, you know, that his father-in-law still firmly believes that, you know, that the election was not appropriate, um, that he believes he was right to pursue these avenues. Just as you're saying, doesn't he have a right to say that? And isn't that basically his best defense? No, but let me, before, before I ask uh, uh, Mr. Dershowitz to answer, let me, let me say it in one way. How I would feel if uh, I had uh, that guy from Facebook, Zucker, Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg yeah. spent $500 million in five states. Yeah, the drop boxes. The drop boxes. I would say the same thing. I would say I got cheated. And also, you know where I would say I got cheated, John, is on yeah. the Hunter Biden, on the laptop. Well, I mean, that's a, we know that's for a fact deal. that yeah. was suppressed. That's the real deal. It's not that well, they you know, That's, that's what they did. That's how they well, turned them around. We, we got Mr. Dershowitz. It's your turn. Okay. To- there, are three poss- there are three possible arguments that he can make. One, that the actual voting was fake and that there were more ballots for him than for Biden. I think that argument will fail. Maybe he believes it, but that argument will fail. Then there's the second argument. Was there disinformation circulated about him, the Russia um, material and all that? And third, was there information about the Bidens that was withheld? Those are all plausible arguments that should, under the First Amendment, be allowed to be made. Look, I always remember I defended 
uh, the voters of Palm Beach County in the 2000 election, where we alleged that the butterfly ballot uh, resulted in a fraudulent election of, uh, of President uh, Bush. Uh, was I right? Was I wrong? I don't know, but I did it in good faith, and nobody came after me back then, although they're coming after me now. Um, but, and they shouldn't be coming after a president or his lawyers who made plausible arguments, even if the arguments ultimately are rejected by the court. It's the court of public opinion, the American public, that has to judge whether these arguments are valid. Now, I, I did say uh, the one thing was the uh, the Facebook guy, Zuckerberg, uh, the Zuckerberg. second Zuckerberg, 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 Zuckerberg was my doctor in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah exactly. Dr. Zuckerberg. The second thing would be, uh, if you're living in a city where, uh, there's 700,000 people registered and, and, uh, a million, uh, absentee ballots went out. Yeah. Or the ballot harvesting, which was I mean, kind of interesting. You know, I mean, Some of that stuff. I, know. I, I don't know how much of a difference it made, but it gave, I think he had the right to say, I think the country's getting screwed. And you know where I will also say the I'm Pennsylvania case, right. uh, the Pennsylvania case, too, was always interesting. It was, yeah, interesting. Remember the legislature, because it was a question of whether the legislature had the right or the the court. The, the, the Supreme Court yeah. of the state of Pennsylvania was beyond their authority, and the Supreme Court of the United States did not take that case up. Professor Dershowitz, shouldn't have the Supreme Court taken that case up? Yeah. It, well, it took the case up, and it basically ruled that or it will rule or it ruled that the uh, Constitution does permit courts to oversee what the legislature has said. I'm not sure that's the right decision, but whether it's right or wrong. But they didn't say it, they didn't say it during the term of the election. They didn't say no, that no, then. No. And, oh, absolutely not. And in any event, whichever way they come down, a presidential candidate has a right to protest, has a right to bring his case to court, to Congress, and... That's the American way. If he loses, he loses. But you don't indict him. You don't disbar his lawyers. You don't go after other lawyers. Um, you know, the, the bar charges have been filed against me because I represented and Trump in the most legitimate constitutional way. But there's a group called 65 Project, which is sworn to get every lawyer who has ever represented Trump and to bring charges against them. And when you bring charges against a lawyer, it means you're spending a million dollars to defend yourself. And that deters any lawyer from getting involved in any case involving Trump. And it's a, a terrible, terrible violation. It's un-American. Un-American. Yeah. It's un-American. Yeah. Craig Eaton? Professor, you know, one of the big problems we had in the last election is the ballot process. There is no uniformity around the country. All these states have different methods yep. and manners in which they conduct their ballots. I mean, one state even had where as long as your mail-in ballot arrived, by or as long as your ballot arrived by five or six o'clock on the date of the election, that had to be counted. I mean, that's rife with well, how fraud. About the I ones mean, that, it opens it so somebody much had fraud. That you could you could give it after yes. seven yeah, days yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and, and no yeah, photo after, ID. After. No photo so that ID. That way you can find out how many you should. <laughs> I mean, any photo ID to go to a library. Yet I don't have to show photo ID uh, to vote. Also, I mean, we have to change this system. Do you agree? Oh, I completely agree. Look. The conservatives say we don't want to have photo OD, photo or any ID to prove that you've been vaccinated, but they want IDs to shoot you yeah. in voting. The Democrats take the opposite view. They say you don't need any ID to vote, but you need massive ID to prove that you've taken the vaccine. You know, there's hypocrisy on both sides. 
But I do think that uh, having ID or fingerprints, something for elections is important. I also think that anybody who uses a voting machine, any company that has voting machines, has to subject their voting machines to the expert evaluation of people in lawsuits. They can't claim business secrecy when they're performing a governmental function. That's the case that I helped to bring in Arizona, for which I have been attacked and criticized uh, because I brought that case. And I think that's the right case to bring. You know, Professor, this is Craig Eaton again. The next shoe to drop is going to be after Biden and the White House allow all these migrants into the United States. The next shoe to drop is going to be letting the migrants vote. They're going to be able to vote on election day, sign up to vote on election day, and that's how that's how they're going to steal the election this coming year. I hope well, not. that would be unconstitutional. Yeah. I think yeah. the Constitution provides that citizens of the United States are the voters who determine the election. Well, well Alan Dershowitz, thank you so much. Welcome back to America. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. I'm yeah, lucky you. Right now. Thank, thank you. you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.